This week, Ryan Noon from Material Security joins us for a discussion on email security and zero trust. Next up, John Lucades joins us for an interview on firmware attacks and what enterprises need to do. In the enterprise security news, Cybel raises $4 million, Threat Quotient raises $22.5 million, OneTrust acquires Conversant, and in the product news, Digital Shadows announces a new threat intelligence capabilities, Rapid7 announces Kubernetes open beta in Insight VM, Logarithm releases version 7.7, and Perva unveils new data security platform built for cloud, Acronis releases a new version of Acronis Cyber Protect Cloud, Minerva Labs launches uh, a cloud version of its endpoint threat prevention platform. What's behind the surge in cybersecurity unicorns? Cisco Umbrella unlocks the power of Sassy and more. Stay tuned for all of that and more on this episode of Enterprise Security Weekly. This is Security Weekly for security professionals by security professionals. Broadcasting live from G-Unit Studios in Rhode Island, it's the show where we talk security vendors and aren't afraid to name names. It's Enterprise Security Weekly. Wide-scale adoption of cloud applications, an increase in remote workers, and expansion of branch offices has rendered the centralized, on-premises security model impractical. Enter Cisco Umbrella. Umbrella now includes secure web gateway, firewall, and cloud access security broker functionality, plus integration with Cisco SD-WAN, all delivered from a single cloud security service. It helps businesses of all sizes secure their network and extend protection to roaming users and branch offices. Security doesn't have to be complicated. Get simple, smart, and powerful security with Cisco Umbrella. Visit securityweekly.com forward slash Cisco Umbrella to learn more. We're proud to announce CISO Stories, a new podcast series in partnership with Cybersecurity Collaborative and Cyber Reason. CISO Stories features the candid perspectives and experiences of frontline senior security executives and dives deep into timely security topics. CISO Stories is hosted by Todd Fitzgerald, VP of Cybersecurity Strategy at Cybersecurity Collaborative, and Sam Curry, Chief Product and Security Officer at Cyber Reason. Listen weekly as they speak with extraordinary CISOs by visiting securityweekly.com forward slash CSP. Welcome to Enterprise Security Weekly, episode number 223 for April 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Paul Asadorian, joined remotely by Mr. Adrian Sanabria. Adrian, welcome. Hey, thanks. Uh, good to be here. Looking forward to today's interviews, and we might have a light news day. I, I was, I was, yeah, we have a light news week, thankfully. I, I think we need it. We deserve Shocker. a break. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Tyler Shields is here with us. Tyler, welcome. Hey, Paul. Thank you for having me. I'm coming to you from my remote studio, my music studio today. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, if you want to stay in the loop, all things Security Weekly, you can visit securityweekly.com forward slash subscribe. Subscribe to via subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast catcher. How about that? Uh, we have a YouTube channel, mailing list, and a Discord server in a whole suite of shows on the network. You can also catch us streaming live now on Twitch. Joining us today is Ryan Noon, co-founder and CEO of Material Security, here to talk about the recent hacks in the enterprise's demand for a digital seatbelt. This segment is, of course, sponsored by Material Security. You can find out more by visiting securityweekly.com forward slash material security. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hello, Paul. How's it going? It's going, it's going really well. It's going really well. Nice to have you, Ryan. You did an interview on Paul Security Weekly where you kind of dug a little bit into your into your past and how you got started. I encourage folks to uh, to check that out. 
Yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun. It was, absolutely. Today we're going to dig into enterprise security. Um, where'd you want to start, Ryan? Do you want to start with some uh, example? You talked about some of the solar winds and Haftium uh, and digital seatbelts and stuff. So, Yeah, I'd say, I mean, that's, every once in a while people think that things are getting better and then the universe shows you that, you know, not only are they not better, but they might be getting worse. And so, uh, and, and I, you know, you, a lot of security companies are started for no reason. We were started because of like Sony pictures and John Podesta. And the, so when, when solar winds happened and half happened, like we just were like, Oh wow. Oh, that's, we would have started the company all over again because of these breaches. They're so bad. Like at some point the numbers just become like how many orgs were compromised and how bad was it? And it's like, I, I, I can't even feel anything anymore, you know, mm. but uh, I, what they, the common thread that we see, and maybe these are different for people, but honestly, the common thread is that like people think of email traditionally, someone told me once, like email is not a communication mechanism. It is a malware delivery mechanism. Uh, and that's, that's the traditional way we've thought about it and protected it. Like, you know, you just need to put like a firewall in front of some innocent email server. And if you had the world's greatest firewall in front of the world's most innocent email server, then that would be, email would be secure, right? Uh, but what, what Sony Pictures teaches you, what Podesta teaches you, uh, what, what SolarWinds and Hafnium teach you is that like, the, the email is not just like a, a vector for getting you, it's a target for other attacks. You know, and so it's like what they want. So that the you know, Hafnium APT burned four O days just going after Exchange, and boy, was it apparently worth it for them. You know, and and Solar Winds like this elaborate supply chain attack. You know, it it happens, uh, and like what have, what what is it? You know, pretty clear that they wanted like exfiltrating O three sixty five data. You know, like setting up like golden samples. Like it's just people want to break into email uh, and not just in these big elaborate attacks, like, you know, COVID, you, you know, people are like signed into their work email on their personal machine. Cause the IT department is broken now, or they're signed into their, you know, work machine uh, with their personal email because it has better zoom or something, you know? And like, so, so what happens is like the, the bad guys will like fish the personal email, pop the endpoint and then open the work email. And like, what did any of the like 30 years of Gartner email gateways like get you in that scenario, right? So like, this is, this is what keeps us going. This is why I look tired all the time now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 33 and, and kind of going on 70. It's like the, you know, Emperor Palpatine treatment. And it's just like, email's <laughs> real bad. And I'm here to tell you, it, it, it's not necessarily getting a lot better. Like we have other things that we could work on. The company is not called like material mail for, for a reason. Uh, but like until email is getting better, like we have to keep working on this. And so, right. Uh, so I, at this I, point, I, yeah. I, well, ahead. first off, I love your energy. I love when you come on the show because you just bring this energy uh, that's outstanding. And also, you bring it's coming a, from I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it, but also, you bring a, a, a reminder that uh, I think is really important, and especially in the context of enterprise security, because how many of us have transmitted sensitive information and stored it in our email? And even when I say that, you might think like, oh, like maybe once or twice, but like I ever gone and looked. And I think the point that you were making earlier was email is just not this communication mechanism. Email is where we probably like unconsciously don't even think about it, how much sensitive information lives in our email, in our inboxes, and what I can unlock if I control someone's email box. And I think those two things are really what... Uh, the problems you're trying to solve that people may yeah, not this, realize. This animates scope. us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, a lot of email security is like designed for the world where like, you know, you have a 25 megabyte exchange quota. That mm. is no longer the case. You can blame the hard drive industry and the cloud industry for, for making email storage, you yeah. know, cheap as hell. But yeah. I, so. I vividly remember somebody trying to send back in 2005, 2006, trying to send a one gigabyte access database uh, to, to a group list of 26 people. Wow. And the exchange server just went right down. I was like, how does it even allow that? Like, like, why, why did you even let them get that far? Mm. Yeah. Why, why did the RFC say that was a good idea? And then why did Microsoft not ignore it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why isn't the client just like, yeah, no. Yep. So, no, and, it, and I mean, the only reason we can do anything about this now, luckily, is that everybody switched to, to O365 and Google Workspace or whatever, by and large, like, and I think that's accelerating, you know, with Hafnium where people realize they weren't as good at patching as they thought they were. Um, but, you know, that's, that's like the silver lining in all of this is that these email is now a development platform because the APIs are really powerful. So like mm. people like us can actually bring some creativity to the problem. Now that that's super interesting. So if we start to think about email not necessarily as just a communications vehicle between two parties, but actually consider it a communications vehicle between two parties, a programming platform with APIs accessible, as well as literally one of your largest data stores, it fundamentally changes the basics of how we should think of it from a security perspective, correct Ryan? Yeah, totally. I mean, like it's not really a coincidence that a lot of my company comes out of Dropbox. Like I used to be a, you know, an infrastructure person there. Uh, cuz like you know, email is more of a file system than it is a messaging protocol at the mm. end of the day these days. It's yeah. a, it's a file system with the send button, you know. And yeah. so you have to kind of go deeper with it. That's a really great analogy. Because I I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, the exchange admins would send me nasty emails. Well, I mean, at first they'd be nice and then they'd be nasty like you need to clean out your inbox. Because I think myself, like many people, we don't want to get rid of stuff in our inbox because I might need it someday. <laughs> right? I think that's yeah. No, I'm, I'm not a hoarder with my house, you yeah. know, because I can at least sort of stick it in a closet, and I, I get nervous if there's too many things sitting around. But my email archive, like hell yeah, I'm a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, how many and times have we gone back and gone? Oh wait, I can pull up that email from ten plus years ago, and like there it is, and like it saves the day when you can do that. So there's a business case the- for it. Isn't that yeah. the fundamental reason behind having Google slash Gmail as your email system is the searching and indexing mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the differentiator was the one gig, you know, storage back in 2004 when I got my, my beta account. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But don't try and search for stuff in no 365. It's a different yeah. experience. <laughs> one, one company is built around search. The other company yeah. is built around SQL databases. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like email is just, is the most, um, just underrealized, like like uh, overlooked resource in, in the organization. Like like from a pen testing perspective, from a you know back when anonymous was big, you know like like a lot of companies. You know you mentioned Sony, um, just didn't consider the impact of a single executive's inbox getting dumped and and published. Um, yeah. And how it just doesn't and, affect that one person, Adrian. Yeah, it, it, it's totally. everyone that they right. communicated with, okay. which in this case happened to be a lot of Hollywood stars, right? So I created a giant mind map that you can find on uh, MindMeister, which is like a like a public SaaS mind mapping application of of the Sony Pictures breach, and you can see the whole chunk 
of uh, public news stories that just came out of like three executives' inboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like single emails like there, like, like celebrities' code names were uncovered. Um, you know, racist stuff were, were sent, you know, be, people said shitty things about other people. Like there were just so much celebrity news, um, that, that just came out of those inboxes getting dumped. Yeah. I remember that, that there was a big discussion about disparity in, uh, um, gender pay. Um, because, um, uh, who, who was it? It was one of the, the big Jennifer Lawrence, account- I believe I know this breach very well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, it, one of the big four accounting firms, um, like, like there's a spreadsheet of all their employees that, that was exposed um, because of the Sony Pictures breach. So it's just amazing um, how many stories came out of that that had nothing to do with Sony Pictures directly. Um, yep. You know, yeah, I mean, or, or that that email both directly. sides get a copy. So that means the weakest link problem will just dominate because when you send someone an email, uh, you know, it's gone. They, they get to keep it. So there are, there are ways to like wrap them and stuff. So it's like when your doctor sends you an email, you have to click in to read mm-hmm. it and stuff. But these things are, are by and large, like, you know, kind of compliance add-ons that the, the hoi polloi doesn't really use. So, and, oh. and to be clear, like the, like the, the fact that like people don't look closely at email from a risk measurement standpoint, like I talked to CISOs all day, you know, and the average like visibility that they have into this application is like nowhere commensurate with the risk, right? Like anything oh, yeah. else that was that dangerous, they would keep a closer eye on. But because email is a big, messy data set and privacy really matters, you have to like, you know, be very careful with how you understand and, and query and, and measure, you know, risk in email. People fly blind where they shouldn't. Yeah, because uh, I like think entire we make countries this, do it this way. You know, Ryan, it's a great point because I think we make these decisions. I'm like, well, if we're on the same email system and we're internally emailing each other, there's a certain expectation of privacy and security that might be overinflated. I think in the context of this discussion, I think we're more cautious when email goes outside the organization because you're like, well, I don't know whose mail gateways it's gonna it's gonna go through. But internal emails, like, hey, we're emailing around a spreadsheet. You know, I have to send it to someone. It's got everyone's salaries on it. Like. That's always yeah. been the everyday course of business, but the the risk is the external uh, threat actors gain access to your inbox. Yeah, but not just that. Like, like the number of CISOs I talk to that don't have like telemetry on who's forwarding stuff to personal yeah. accounts mm-hmm. is just like mm-hmm. it's like the default. People don't know, uh, and it's like well, because you you don't want to read people's email, but like it's not either or, right? So you mm-hmm. like you might send it internally, but that person might say, oh, I don't want to take my work phone on vacation or whatever. So I'm going to forward it to my personal email. It's an, it's totally innocuous, right? And then the security <laughs> model is broken, and like the pathetic one that was already not good is totally now inapplicable. You know, so so Ryan, I think that's a great point. Talk about your uh, solution because you yeah, you I'm, recognize I'm, I'm this problem early on. Here too, I'm going to yeah. move a little. Oh, no worries. Um, but I, you know, I think it's a, a good point to talk about your solution because you address this problem, I think, in a very uh, creative and unique way and, and very effective. The, in the example you just gave, you, you can protect all the inboxes of a, a person, which is really what matters, right? Because you just said you can forward it to your personal inbox, and then if there's no protection there, all bets are off. Yep. I mean, we originally developed our software for personal accounts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the necessity is the mother of invention thing that caught, that taught us to not just build like, you know, proof point v2 or whatever so so the stuff still works on personal accounts and we have a you know a waiting list that y'all can go and sign up for on our site if you if you want to have that as well so it's we're kind of gradually like you know like letting people into it but it's uh you know it's it's mostly focused on companies for now because that's really the people that are hurting the most frankly 
And so, so right, so yeah, and it, I guess explain how it works, right? Yeah, I would love to just show yeah. a demo. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Let's I'm a it. visual person myself. All right, cool. I've got some stuff cooked up. So to be clear, we're material about security. Uh, you can always just go and, and see us. We we try to be one of the good guys when it comes to security. Like the product is on the website, like with like animations and stuff. Like the the average security company doesn't show anything about anything. You know, we have customers that love us. Uh, you can go and read everything on here if you feel like it. We have a page where you know people say nice things and we put it on their stuff. So uh, you can read our insane ramblings about how security products should be built. So that's all there. Uh, and so the the base tier of what we do is actually an analytics product. Uh, it's on here on the on the site, but I'll just show you like some redacted screenshots because I the, the the real instance has you know not that much data in it. So, mm -hmm. but this is this is the test instance that we use. But when we're we're not a customer, the the first thing we do is just connect and read only to whatever mailboxes they want us to you know actually look at. And you just your homepage is like questions and answers. Right, like who doesn't have MFA enabled? Like the number one way to protect email is still MFA, mm -hmm. but people don't always actually like have it wall to wall or it gets broken. You know, so we'll actually integrate with like all the different MFA platforms and tell you like, by the way, you know, you're a fifty thousand person company and like seven hundred people broke it somehow. <laughs> you know, yep. it's not it's not usually email security products job to do that, but like if you want to protect email, you have to go deeper. Mm -hmm. Like where can it be bypassed? For example, tons of environments have IMAP and POP turned on, which are like from the 80s uh, and you know predate MFA or like ASPs and stuff like that, where you know you can you can you gain persistence in an environment and keep it because you'll see mailboxes that have 23 application-specific passwords that get to bypass MFA. Right, right. We we scan all the content, uh, you know, in, in the in the instance, and we can look for all these different kinds of sensitive information that exists. You know, the traditional, uh, you know, like this is basically if I had a breach, what would be in it? And the bottom of the screen is if I had a breach, like who would be in it? Uh, and it's, it's basically, you know, what is sitting at rest in mailboxes that can walk? And we look for a lot of the kind of traditional, you know, customer lists and credit card data and stuff like that. But we also do a lot of the things that you, you learn from these like Sony picture breaches. Like, you know, after you do a DocuSign, it emails you the thing you just signed, mm -hmm. right? And so like, there's, like, you have to kind of be crafty and thoughtful and street smarts uh, when you're going through this data. Uh, so we, you know, we, we just give people visibility first and then like protection second. So there's, there's lots in here, you know, where's data being forwarded that it shouldn't, you know, what apps are, are, are in the environment because you configure a lot of this out from email, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to be a CASB. All these things are relevant for protecting email because applications will be authenticated against it. Like email is, is plugged into every other app. You know, we care a lot about what I was talking about before, which is when somebody compromises an email account, they just forget their password on every other application that the victim uses. And then you can go and spread, right? Mm -hmm. You can go and compromise a Twitter account if you get the person's email account. Or like if you get, you know, the company's, you know, mailing list can go and the marketing mailing list is usually the username on the company Twitter account. So anybody with read access to that in their mailbox can go in and, and hack other accounts. So like the, the internet generally assumes that if you are, you know, someone who has my email, then you are me. Right. right. Like email is the real Okta is what we call it. And mm -hmm. so we show people all the other applications in the environment that are doing password resets and account verifications in email, because these are the things that the attackers can spread to. And so we always, the base tier of our product is just like, 
hey, you know, here's what's going on. You know, you like ADP payroll admin doesn't support SAML, so you didn't roll it out. So like you're gonna get like a Superman three scenario uh, where people are changing payroll or office space or whatever if like you know somebody gets into one of your mailboxes, right? Mm-hmm. So what a uh, reference. So- Hey, Superman, Superman 3 was Superman not 3. the best one, not Man. even the worst one. It was just one of them. <laughs> Threw me off balance there. Hey, you know, I, well, I think Office Space references it, and Office Space is probably the more relevant one. So if you go, if you pull the thread back too far, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, that's the masterpiece, just so we all know. Interesting. Um, but <laughs> there, there was a Superman 4. Uh, yeah, a single strand of Superman's hair can hold up all this weight, you know, and, and it's, they throw the nukes into the sun. It's right up there with like Rocky four where like, just like wow. weird subconscious echoes of the end of the cold war. I think so. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I 100% have to have beers with you one day, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> after all of this, we are bearing it up. Okay. <laughs> um, if, if I could just make a comment here, um, like, like this visibility piece. You know, and 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 um, you did you did uh, you mentioned the dreaded Casby, Um, but honestly, I I think there's a huge, uh, you know, piece here where, you know, I I think somebody using a tool like this really needs to um, go through this uh, discovery process, you know, and 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 say (laughs) before we go further. Who the hell is using this? Who the hell is using like? There's this yeah, whole there's shadow a cleanup IT process, discovery. but like, it's uh, not even really like the coolest part. Like, the coolest part is Ryan. Right. You can actually protect all this data. Yeah, right? you want to see? I can show you that. Yeah, thing. yeah, but like, you're right. not you're not going into everyone's inbox going, "Hey, that's sensitive and that's not sensitive." You're just protecting everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, I think every great security product should be a great analytics product in the in half of it, no more than half. Well, you, right? you, like, you knowledge is half the battle. First. And you have to have both, but like everybody screws it up. Like we, the analogy we use is like, all right, if I gave you a map that said where the bad guys are and I didn't give you any weapons to deal with it, right? You're just a soft, squishy person with your, you know, neatly trimmed fingernails. You're screwed, right? You're going to be like, thanks. Like, I guess they're coming for me and I should, you know, say my prayers. Right. Uh, And simultaneously, if I, if I gave you a piece of artillery, right. And I, and you know, and said this, this can blow up anything you pointed at, but I don't give you a map and you don't know how to target it then you're going to be like, thank you. Uh, I guess it's a modern art masterpiece or whatever, right? Uh, And you have to give people both. Mm. And every security product generally screws this up. And there's a huge balance between giving people maps and giving people artillery. And like, you know, if you don't know where to shoot it, then you're going to be like, you're going to do it wrong. And the users are going to be mad that you put some control on them. And then they're going to forward stuff to personal accounts even more, you know? So like, you have to be thoughtful. And I, and I, I have a lot of just like, frustration with how products are developed in this industry no it's It's a solid solid analogy so all right great so the fancy parts of our product are basically like you know we we do things like okay well uh so and the the last slide that we usually show is you know our demo starts with an attacker in the mailbox like we love defense in depth right like what if somebody got in because that's exactly the threat model for solar winds hafnium bad employees like just you have to assume that people got to this screen right? Like I'm in the mailbox. Maybe it's an OAuth app, you know, whatever, right? But like, I got the data, like checkmate, you know? And so what can you do, right? This is, this is what like inside out means. Like we, we say we're like zero trust for email. And that's what that means. Like zero trust is assumed that, you know, not only are they in your network, but there is no network, you know? So we say, you know, someone's in your mailbox. And so one of the first things that bad guys do is they'll be like, oh, wow. Uh, if I see this, 
whoa, like I can, this, this person has a box account. So like, I can just go and steal the box account. That's wicked. And then they just do it. Right. And then they reset the password. And then I go and I wait for my box password reset. Uh, and we, we demo on box, even though a lot of us are extra boxers I and mean, there are reasons for that. Uh, but like, the point is like, you know, when, as soon as box like sends that email, like not only did I get the email data, I got the files, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sucks to crash your car. It really sucks to go through the windshield. All right. And this is why seatbelts are our favorite thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. so what happens is you get an email from us, right? And they'll have the company logo on it or whatever. Right. And then just, just don't give them, you know, the box email, whatever you do. And then, Hey, yeah. If you actually meant to, then if we have a test, that's really easy for the good guy in the threat model and really hard for the bad guy, we can use it. And so you just press this button. And then what happens is I just, I integrate, you know, in a company environment with some existing MFA solution or some existing network policy or client cert or something, Ty- right? Tyler's, something that users already know how to do. Tyler's nodding. Right? I thought, I thought Tyler would approve. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have duo hooked up to this. Uh, and it's just like, please verify that you meant to reset your box account. You can it's say awesome. no. It's a decent alert. Anyone on the internet can try. But if you say yes, then we can rewrite emails. Because like, you know, Microsoft and Google gave us these awesome superpowers. And so if we can rewrite emails, then we can put it back. Right. Right. So like would, now it's there, right? You built a workflow that protects email from the inside out. Right. I was wondering all along where, how the enforcement was going to occur because I loved the visibility you were pitching. I loved what you were showing on that piece of it. But I'm like, how the hell is it going to actually impact the moment? Right. Because it mm-hmm. is a moment and you have to be there in that moment. And that is such a genius way of doing it is you're essentially wrapping every reset with 2FA, even if that, that particular one doesn't have right. it. Yeah. You can, like, we literally have customers that are using a SAML challenge because you can integrate it just directly with SAML. To protect apps that don't support SAML, that like SAML is a bad word to or whatever, you know? So like if I if I die and Twitter doesn't support SAML still, I will have died poorly. Okay. But that's that's my my thing is just please the nuclear launch code leader people are on there and could you support SAML? But until then, you should probably buy this. (laughs) And then Ryan, you you protect the whole inbox. So if I'm the attacker and I'm searching for payroll data or whatever, W I'd search for W9 to find someone's SSN, right? You protect the entire inbox, not just the older email? Or that's configurable, yeah, so, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the way to think about it is like, okay, well, what else does somebody do once they get mm. to the screen? You know, like what else? Like I, you know, I'm, I got into the candy store. Am I going to eat the chocolate or the peppermint? Never the peppermint, always the chocolate. Like <laughs> what, what else am I going to do? And so what you have in the Sony pictures and Happy Meme and stuff is people want the data that's there. And so what we do is, well, I showed you that we can understand, you know, data that's sensitive. If you turn on this leak prevention feature, we can do something really smart, which is, all right, well, once the email has been in there for a little while, right, this email's from 2019, I probably don't need it. I'm probably being a hoarder. You can actually rewrite the whole thread and take it out Mm. so that if the bad guy gets in the mailbox, like you don't get anything, it's not there, right? If the employee wants to take a picture of it with their phone so they can quit, it's not there, all right? Mm. So you create a pointer relationship where there wasn't a pointer relationship before. Like most great ideas in technology are just people making pointers. Uh, and so, so what you can do basically is, you know, if you have that test, right, that challenge that is the appropriate one for the environment, then you can actually just use it here. And you can say, yeah, I actually need this. And if you look, the, the reason we protected this one is it's my favorite street smarts rule, which is Yo, uh, password protected zip files usually have the password in the next email mm-hmm. because people think like a carrier pigeon threat model instead yep, of like yep. this one. 
it's, right? So, yeah. so it's it's like the idea of tokenization, but with emails. Yeah, I mean, broadly speaking, I, I think tokenization is a great idea. Uh, people want to be able to access the real data when it's safe. So, mm-hmm. so what we do is, yeah, you press the button, and then I just honestly hook it up to something that they've already got. I love Duo. Duo is a great app. Uh, and it says, hey, you know, did you mean to retrieve this email from this person with this subject? It's just the regular Duo app with the sexy dark theme. Right. Uh, and if you say no here, remember how like Bob McMillan wrote the piece where like they were in the Solar Wind CEO email for like six months? Like you just figured out that they're there because like what the hell's going on? Right. Someone got greedy in yeah. the mailbox, right? You can lock it down. But if, if they actually say yes, like remember, we can rewrite emails. So we just rewrite the whole thread and put it back for a couple hours, right? Like it's just a just a quick, you know, cash hit, you know, page fault, whatever, right? And it takes two seconds and you can see that the password is like right there. This is all like, you know, actual real stuff that people do. So the point is like, just think about what, what, what folks do in mailboxes after they compromise them uh, and you can go deep. And so there's a lot more, but you can basically build workflows in email to lock the thing down without having to retrain anybody, right? Like, and it's like, we're standing on the shoulders of giant here and like, People will tell us, like, you are my reward for rolling out Office 365 or Okta or Duo. But it's just like our, our philosophy is like, one, measure stuff, and two, be really good at user experience so that you can find new ways to protect people. And like, that's, that's our religion essentially over at Material Security. That's why we called it, you know, Material Security. And, and one of Ryan, you've got, you've got some great case studies. Uh, I, don't know, I know we're running a little long on time, but I want to make sure you talk about uh, at least one of your customer experiences. Yeah, no, we, we lucked out. We were in stealth mode for a couple of years. And so people are just generally pretty gossipy in the security industry, which can mm-hmm. be a good thing or a bad thing. And so we, we just lucked out and worked with some really fantastic customers early on. And that's why the product is good, we think. Mm. Uh, so, you know, folks, like I think your audience knows like uh, Flea at Square. Um, yeah. Or not Square, he's Augusto. We met him when yeah. he was at Square. Uh, and he's like, they, they rolled it out and, you know, and it, it basically rolls out in a couple of minutes and it's exactly like, you know, y'all were talking about before where it's like, you start with the analytics, right. And then you figure out what parts of the product are, you know, most relevant from there. And honestly it informs roadmaps and, and, you know, it rolls out in like a half hour. So, um, if you go to the site, there's just, there's a lot of great people. You know, the, the biggest one that we talk about publicly is the fine folks over at Mars. Mm-hmm. They're just a, a, a great partner to work with. Um, you know, PagerDuty, uh, I, I always forget like what logos are on the site versus ones I can't say, but, um, yeah, no, I think we just posted our, our case study from Lyft. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's going up today. So there's just, just like you, fine, you fine Sonos people in the security Cloudera industry. On there. Yeah. Sonos, Cloudera. I just, I, we, just we lucked out that we, we happened to find the right cluster of awesome folks early on and, and people tell their friends about it. And that's, we don't really spam people. We don't really do marketing. We don't really have a marketing team. It's just people tell people about it. And that's my favorite thing about this industry, really. So good people. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it sounds like one of the ways you're hooking in customers with their experiences is a easy deployment, which I think yeah, is I refreshing. Show value by the second meeting. Yeah, That's what yeah. I tell all my friends who start security companies. Mm-hmm. Show value. <laughs> all right, people are busy. Make it easy. And, and like people will take the stuff that I showed you and they'll screenshot it and they'll put it in like their audit committee decks and stuff like that because it's important and people understand it, right? Mm. So yeah, show value. Jesus Christ, show value. It's awesome. Uh, right. Well, we are running a little short on time, but I, I'm glad you got the demo in. Uh, it was a great walkthrough, Ryan. It's fantastic. Folks that want to learn more, you can visit securityweekly.com forward slash material security. Ryan, thank you so much for appearing yeah. on Enterprise Security Weekly. This is a total pleasure. Thank you so much, guys.
With that, we'll take a short break and come back with John Lucades coming up next. <laughs> 